The Jays beat the Phillies yesterday by one run. They got a victory. Victories have been tough to come by recently, but that victory was not enough to keep Charlie Montoyo as their manager. He was fired today. Was it fired, or have they given it some other kind of word? The Jays will take on the Phillies tonight. You'll hear it on 980 CFPL as the game gets going just after 7 o'clock. Let's talk about the managerial change because bench boss John Schneider comes in to take over for Charlie Montoyo. Ethan Diamandis is the Blue Jays reporter for Sports Illustrated, and we're lucky enough to have him with us right now. Ethan, how are things? Hey, Mike. Oh, can Ethan, you hear can you hear us all right? Yeah, oh, we gotcha. got you. Busy, <laughs> we go. busy day for somebody like you. When when you look at a move like this, fans will always say, yeah, but they won yesterday. Give us your sense of what went into making this move. Yeah, I mean, it, the complicated part about baseball is that there's 162 games, and I guess while it – it seems a little off-putting to fire a manager after a win, which I agree with to some extent. You just look at the deeper numbers, and I'm, Toronto has you know a, a below 500 record since the start of uh, May, and that's just not good enough, in the, especially in the American League East this season. Um, but given the expectations for this team overall, now this is kind of a team that overachieved maybe the last two years. In 2020, you know Toronto snuck into a weird COVID-shortened playoffs. And in 2021, you know, they were considered maybe a dark horse to make the playoffs, but they certainly, you know, exceeded expectations and they came so, so close to making it. So this is a team now coming into 2022 that had such high, high standards. Um, and Toronto's kind of sat around the middle in terms of, of production, you know, above 500 a little bit, losing streak brings you back down, winning streak brings you back up. And I think, um, for Toronto, just the road trip out west, um, you know, where they went one and six, they lost two games to a team like Oakland. Um, they got swept in Seattle. The team really looked flat. It didn't look good. I think it had more to do, this change has more to do with, you know, something needing to change. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Charlie Montoya was the guy that uh, got the hook. Right. You can look and say, the Jays have dealt with some injuries to pitchers and maybe some performances by pitchers that they were wishing went another direction in the last couple of weeks. What do you see from the team in the last couple of weeks in terms of why they have been piling up more losses? Yeah, I, I think I think it starts with pitching. Um, I think Toronto's really struggled to find any type of rhythm in terms of their you know start to start. Uh, performances, I suppose. I mean, Toronto's had to, you mentioned the injuries, and, and that is significant. Um, but, you know, when you go back to, let's go back to Oakland, let's look at, you know, you say Kikuchi struggles, he's walking, you know, five, six guys a game. You know, he had, I, I believe it's something close to an eight or nine ERA um, in his last six or seven starts. It's just things are starting to build, and I, I think I think Toronto's rotation is where things have gone wrong. Kevin Gosman's injury has been really significant too. I mean, for a rotation that was already struggling with Jose Barrios, not kind of meeting expectations. And then now you've got an opener starting <laughs> one game in Seattle and you've got Max Castillo filling in. And I think just the, the inconsistency, not just in performance, but in, in the ability to, to 
channel the energy from a, a good start, you know, or a good game and, and carry that forward. It just, it just hasn't happened. It seems like you know, Toronto as a club, their energy has just kind of really been stifled. Like it's hit a wall that they can't seem to push through. And I think uh, the general manager, Ross Atkins, is really counting on this move to, uh, to help Toronto, I guess, push through that wall. Ethan Diamond is joining us, Blue Jays reporter for Sports Illustrated. As we look at the Jays firing Charlie Montoya, and Ethan, did they call it a firing, or is this something that they called it a, by a different word? I think it's best put as a firing. Um, I don't know if that's the uh, the official term. I believe in the statement the Blue Jays uh, gave earlier today, they told us that Charlie Montoya has been relieved of his duties, and John Schneider has stepped in as interim manager. There we go. Ethan, there are Jays fans who will question the decision-making, especially in later innings by Charlie Montoyo. How valid do you think that is? It's a good question. I, I think Charlie was also kind of getting his feet as a manager underneath him. Um, well, I think it started last season. I think really the reputation for Charlie's bullpen usage stems from a horrendous bullpen last season where he would, you know, look out he'd go walk to the mound to make a pitching change and there were really no solid options he could do no right really uh by taking any of those guys out of the bullpen so i've seen that a little bit better with the way he's he's navigated you know the later innings but i think on the flip side and i would urge blue jays fans to uh, to consider this is that john schneider was already an integral part of of this team's decision making you know, he made a lot of the calls for, you know, it was it was a, a collective approach in terms of, you know, reliever usage, defensive strategy, those kinds of things. And John Schneider was already a big part of that. Uh, so for people who criticize Montoyo's decision making, I think you also have to remember that you know, Charlie didn't do this all by himself. You know, him, Pete Walker, Schneider, they they talked about these kinds of decisions. And I think this change has to do a little bit more with personality type and just overall philosophy. Uh, compared to maybe uh, in-game decision-making. Well, it's certainly something that every manager can be judged on. What do we know about John Schneider? Well, John Schneider's been with the organization for a very, very long time, and that dates back to his days as a player. Uh, So he's a decently young manager. He's only 42 years old. He's a former minor league catcher. Uh, and when kind of his minor league career didn't pan out the way he wanted to, you know, he immediately went into coaching. And that started with uh, him managing, uh, I believe at the time, the single-A team was in Lansing. Uh, he went up to New Hampshire. He went up to, uh, to to Buffalo. And then he came all the way up to the major leagues as, uh, as the bench coach. So the, the significant part of his journey to the majors has been uh, the relationships he's made with the players that have come up uh, alongside him. So, you know, he's been... Uh, managing or coaching in the same dugout as guys like Kevin Biggio, uh, Bo Bichette, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Jordan Romano, Danny Jansen, it, the list goes on. All these core players at varying you know levels in the minor leagues, and he's established these relationships. He's he's a he's a very charismatic guy. He's super open. He's very kind. Um, I, I get a feeling that this clubhouse will really buy into him as a leader because, frankly, they they all trust him because they know him so well. Ethan, do you think this move could be coming at a good time, just this little, like you said, things weren't going right, and it's the old story, you can't replace all the players, so you make a managerial change where it's just kind of that wake-up call that comes almost at the middle of the season? Yeah, 
the timing is, is I think that's really the most um, puzzling part of this decision because, you know, Toronto gave Charlie Montoyo a, a contract extension at the start of the season. They said, hey, listen, you're going to be our manager for 2022 and through 2023 as well. Um, so they believed in him then, but very quickly, you know, that, that has changed. Um, it's the, the timing. It's challenging. It's challenging, first of all, because uh, Toronto came off a, a strong or a, a difficult West Coast road trip, but they also had to deal with, you know, off the field issues uh, in that Mark Budzinski's uh, daughter, Julia, had passed away in an accident. Um, and the team was also trying to navigate that emotionally. And, that, and that's extremely challenging. And Charlie, I thought, did a phenomenal job, um, first of all, consoling Mark when, when you know, the, the news broke uh, about what had happened and then kind of being the spokesperson for the team afterwards. So, you know, for Charlie to then be relieved of his job, you know, just, you know, a day after, two days after um, Julia's funeral is, is really, uh, the timing is interesting. It's not to say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm really finger-wagging the Blue Jays or criticizing them for the, the timing, but it just, when you consider what Toronto's dealt with in the last 10 days, and also the fact that they're still tied for a playoff spot. They're tied with Seattle for that third and final AL wildcard spot. It's just, it, it, it's, it's messy, but I, I, I understand people who are argue both sides that, hey, they should have kept Charlie. Hey, listen, this was the right call. I understand both sides, and it just is what it is at this point. Well, we'll see what it does for the team, and we'll see what happens going forward. Ethan, that wild card race is, uh, is now really, really tight, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, at the start of the season, again, go back, going back to the, the expectations for the squad, of course, no one could have foreseen how talented the Yankees would have been this season, but pretty sure most people had the Jays pegged as the American League East favorites and that the playoffs were kind of, you know, a given, right? Toronto was one game short last season, and that was because, you know, oh, they didn't, they didn't have that extra playoff spot. Well, now here they are, you know, 88 games into the season, and they do have that extra playoff spot, and Toronto is, you know, right back where they were last season, perhaps – you know, even at a greater disadvantage. So it, it's concerning, but uh, it, it'll be an exciting, uh, an exciting conclusion to the season, uh, no matter how it ends. Ethan, thanks for the time today. Great coverage, as always. Look forward to reading more. I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for having me. That's Ethan Diamandis, Blue Jays reporter for Sports Illustrated, talking about the Blue Jays relieving Charlie Montoyo of his duties. John Schneider comes in. He's been with the organization long time as a player and then most recently as a bench coach. Jays and Phillies tonight. The good news for the Blue Jays, they'll like this. There are 10, 10 unvaccinated Royals. The Kansas City Royals are due to come to town, and they have 10 players, and some of them, Andrew Benintendi, some of them are big names, and they will not be coming because they are not vaccinated and not going to be able to get that vaccination or maybe don't even plan to before Kansas City and Toronto meet up later this week. So, And they wouldn't have time for it to kind of meet the requirements that it has to. So the Jays will take on a much lighter Kansas City Royals club.